Relationship Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Thompson, and this podcast is all about showing you how to stop running in circles, ditch those games, and let your inner compass lead the way. So last week, we set the stage for couples setting their goals for the year. So I really wanted this week to give you a practice that you can carry through the year with that idea of being able to check in with your relationship. So now you've set your goals for the year, and if you haven't heard last week, go back and listen to last week, because today what we're going to talk about is relationship check-ins, or as I like to call them, connection conversations. So grab your favorite drink, get comfy, and let's get ready to go on a journey to discover why these sessions are so vital, what can happen if you neglect them, and the benefits that they bring. Because this is something I teach every single couple I work with. Without a doubt, being able to create a space where you're able to have a check-in and support each other every week, every fortnight, every month, whatever works for you is phenomenal. So I want you to get really ready to listen to what can be such a game changer for your life and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. So first things first, what are connection conversations? Well, I want you to think of them as like the heart and soul of your relationship. These are dedicated moments, so not moments when you're on the run or cooking dinner or the kids are around or it's a bit chaotic, dedicated moments where you and your partner come together and you're able to connect on a deep emotional level. It's a safe space, you're both present and there's honest and open communication where you kind of lay everything on the table. So rather than what generally happens in relationships where we just sweep things under the rug until everything falls apart and then you go and get support, let's get stuff out in the open so that you're both aware of how you're feeling, what's going on for you, what support you need as you go on throughout the year. So why are they important? This is what I want you to picture. When you first get in a relationship, right, you have a beautiful, shiny new car. Everything works like a dream. It's brand new. You've purchased it. You've got brand new leather seats. Everything's great. But as time goes on, like anything, it needs regular maintenance, right? And we often forget that relationships require regular maintenance, that we, that they require work, that they require us to actively do the work. Like love is a verb. It's a doing word. So it's really important that you are active in these relationships. And when you neglect these sessions, it's like skipping the maintenance on your car, right? So at first you might not notice any issues, but over time you're like, what's that clunk? (laughs) What keeps falling apart? Those small problems can snowball into bigger ones. So that's why it's important. That's what often happens in relationships is that we sweep stuff under the rug, don't talk to each other about how we're feeling, and then bam, someone leaves and the other person's like, hang on, I'm not really sure what happened. Why did they leave? So I don't know if you know this, but according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, and it could be the similar around the world, but 30% of marriages in Australia end in divorce. That's almost a third of all marriages. That's huge. And I really believe that if you bring in a something in place like this where you're able to check in with each other, 
that you can kind of avoid that or at least, you know, know that you're on the way to that and make some sort of adjustments, right? So neglecting regular check-ins or that relationship maintenance has several negative impacts. So you have communication breakdowns. You don't know what each other's feeling. There's misunderstandings, miscommunications. And these kind of things, what I notice in couples that I work with, they increase over time and the duration between them gets shorter and shorter and shorter, right? So the conflict gets worse. People are fighting over the same stuff. They're getting incredibly frustrated. They don't know what to do any differently. Then that leads to the distance. People start to distance themselves from each other because they just don't know what else to do. They feel really emotionally disconnected. They've They don't know how to have communication anymore. They don't know how to bring up the problems. So this is why it's important to do it regularly, right? Then you get unmet needs and desires. So you don't know, your partner doesn't know what you want. You don't know what your partner wants. You don't know how to support them in that. And again, that is incredibly frustrating. And then overall, right, that leads to this lack of intimacy because you, the, the connection is weakened. You don't have the the intimacy there because you haven't shared, you haven't been vulnerable with each other and shared what it is that you need and want from each other. So ultimately, when I see that this doesn't happen, people drift apart, both emotionally, both physically, sometimes sexually, like it's the whole relationship goes into the ground, (laughs) really. So this is why communication is really, 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 really important. And, you know, these impacts might happen really gradually. It might not look like a lot is happening, but then, as I said before, it builds up and builds up and builds up until, bam, the relationship is over. So, but if you do get to these check-ins, these are the benefits, right? You can have improved communication. You have a chance to practice your communication because majority of the people that I work with are really shit at communication. Let's be honest. We don't get taught how to communicate. We don't get taught how to listen. We don't get taught how to be in communication with someone else without trying to win something. There seems to be this, like, people want to win a lot of the time and our egos want to win. So you get to improve your communication. You get increased intimacy, increased trust, better relationship satisfaction, and you get to navigate challenges better because you're more open about what's happening. And challenges are going to happen in your relationship. So there's no point thinking that you're going to avoid the challenges because that's not going to get you anywhere. It's not about the challenges happening. It's about how you respond to them and how you respond to them together, right? It's you two against the problem instead of you two against each other. And we can talk about conflict in another episode and communication in another episode because that is a whole other topic that I'm super passionate about. So let's talk about how to actually have these check-ins. First of all, I want you to schedule a dedicated time and consistency is key here. It's important that they're regular. I don't mind if they're weekly, fortnightly, monthly. I wouldn't make them longer than monthly. But make sure that whatever you pick, whatever frequency you pick, you stick to it. Put it in your calendar. Make a night of it. It's great if you go for like go for a walk with your partner. It doesn't have to be sitting down. It could be over dinner. It could be that that night you make something really nice for dinner for the other person or you get to, I don't know, do something fun afterwards. It doesn't have to be so serious and doom and gloom because I know sometimes that puts people off this. It's just about choosing a dedicated time. 
Then it's about creating that safe space or atmosphere. So you want to find a quiet, comfortable space where you're not interrupted. So please do it after the kids have gone to bed or, you know, that your housemate's not going to walk in or whatever it is, you're not going to be called, your phone's on silent. This needs to be a really safe space. And in order for it to be safe, you both have to be present with each other. And that means that devices have to go away, kids have to be out of the room, TVs have to be off, blah, blah, blah. You can have music in the background if you like, but it needs to be a a space where both of you feel safe to be able to express yourself without feeling that you're judged from the other person. Because the safer the space is, the more vulnerable the person is and the more the connection can be increased. Then I like to tell people to start with gratitude because it's great to start on a positive note, like say why you're grateful for the other person. And this can be so tiny. It doesn't have to be a whole list of gratitude, but it could be that like, I'm so grateful that you brought up the bins this week. I'm so grateful that you got the kids from school this week. Whatever the gratitude is, share some sort of gratitude for each other because it sets a positive tone. Then it's important to talk about what it is that you feel and what it is that you need and want. So in order to do this, one person is going to be speaking and the other person is going to be listening. The listener needs to purely listen without having in their head an argument or a comeback about what's happening. If they can just listen to understand what the other person is saying, they're purely just, I literally, I know I'm saying this over and over again, but it's because people find it very hard to get. You just need to listen. Listen with both your ears and your aim is to reflect back what you heard, not to argue back your point of view. You will get your chance to speak. But your point is to hear the person and then reflect that back. Now, coming to the speaker, when the speaker is talking, the best way that you can get the other person to listen is to speak in I statements. I'm not sure if I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but if you are not clear when I'm finished this, just Google I statements because you'll find it on the internet. But the whole purpose of the I statement is for you to say, I felt or I feel blah, blah, blah when this happens because, and what I need or want from you is this, right? So it's, If you start with an I statement as opposed to, so it could be like, I feel, I feel disrespected when you leave the kitchen a big mess because for me that the messy bench signifies that there's disrespect towards me. And what I, what I need from you is that when you finish eating that you tidy up after yourself, right? That's just one simple example. The other person, can hear that doesn't mean that you have to do it either right but you just need to hear what the other person is saying you know and then the the listener will repeat back like you know what I heard you say was that you know when I leave the kitchen bench really messy that you feel disrespected by me and then the person could say you know that's not my intention or whatever they want to say does that make sense I hope that makes sense I can't get your feedback, so I hope that makes sense I'm used to doing this when I've got someone back with me to repeat back So when you use an I statement, that means that it's not as triggering for the other person than if you said, 
you leave the kitchen really messy and it makes me feel disrespected because you're not respecting me. You know, the other person's automatically going to get defensive from that. So that that's the two roles essentially is that the speaker starts with an I statement. It speaks about how they feel and what they need. And then the listener repeats back what they heard and purely listens to listen to understand, right? Do not listen to respond. If you get anything out of this episode, listen to understand. Do not listen to respond. Okay. Then if there's concerns about what's happening, the idea at the end of it is that you problem solve with what's going to happen next and each take like an action out of it. So one person's might be like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to keep the kitchen bench clean. And the other person might be like, I'm going to do my best to not yell at the kids. Whatever it is, whatever you come up with, make an agreement and some sort of action plan around it. And this is really, really, really important. The person who's making the goal is the one holding themselves accountable for the goal, not the other person. Because that just, if you're going to be on the other person, today you didn't keep the kitchen bench clean or today you yelled at the kids, that's not going to help the other person keep to their goal, right? You want to be encouraging around it. And, you know, overall, stay really open-minded because everyone has their own view and perspective and experience and it doesn't mean one is right or wrong or good or bad. They're just different. So the goal is to understand each other better, not to change the other person. Then you want to close the session, you know, have some affection or love. You want to end on a positive note because you've felt more that you've expressed what you need more and then you want to follow up in the next session, right? And if this erupts into conflict, because sometimes that happens, I want you to take a pause on it and come back when you're both ready to be able to listen and hear the other person. Do not revisit until you're at that stage. And we can definitely talk about conflict in another episode. So please let me know that on social media if that's something that you're interested in. So there you have it. The connection conversations can help prevent those negative conversations of neglecting your relationship, but it can also really benefit your relationship and transform you into being a really vulnerable, connected, loving couple, right? And invest in your relationship, do the work, take the time, have open communication, vulnerability, that commitment to growth, and you can make sure that your relationship goes in a positive direction. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you got value from this, please don't hesitate to share with a friend so they can get value from this too. And don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss an episode. It's also how I keep this podcast alive.